Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Does leisure reduce your stress? Hmm. Welcome to another episode of Life's Inside Track with Yetta Decker and Ken Decker, where we share techniques, thoughts, tools, and tips on really real estate, as well as how to make the most out of your home and how to have an amazing life. So we're grateful that we get to do this thing called life with you because together we've really got this thing. Mm -hmm. And so does leisure. Huh? Million dollar question. So now I lean back in my chair, lower my voice, get a little quieter, calmer. Because the question is, does leisure reduce or increase my stress, your stress? And the answer is, do I get to answer the question? Maybe. The answer is... Sometimes it increases it and sometimes it decreases it. There is not a one size fits all for the first thing. So what you're going to learn is it's not a one size fits all because Mm -hmm. what I may find leisure, you may find agonizing. So, right? Like leisure for me is watching a sappy movie and that may be for you a well-made sappy movie. If it's not well-made, <laughs> that increases hold my on, stress level. Hold on, hold on. That's level. an oxymoron. <laughs> well-made sappy movie? They don't exist. They do. It wouldn't so. be a sappy movie if it was well-made. That's not what... No, 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 no. So once again, as you have noticed on every Life's Inside Track episode for the last decade, for the last decade... <laughs> When I have a perspective, Ken usually has a differing perspective. So one of the things that we have found is how to come together with the double-decker answer rather than just Yetta's answer or Ken's answer. So leisure is a lot like that because leisure can, too much of it, and now you don't earn enough income, and now you got financial stress. Not enough leisure, or maybe too much of the same certain kind of leisure, and that'll stress you out. Yeah. So really, we're talking about increasing your vitality through leisure. Right. And I I think of things like... um, uh, Going for a walk? Drama. Oh. Drama movie, or suspense, a high suspense, or horror movie that actually increases your stress hormones and for those couple hours it doesn't actually calm it excites it 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 uh, insights well (laughs) insights your your stress hormones yeah and actually can reduce your vitality i know for you it affects your sleep oh well forget it i don't put that stuff on and if somebody's at my house and hanging out in my theater and they think they should watch that stuff i go good night (laughs) I'm going to go do something that isn't actually going to increase my stress hormones. Yeah. Something that's going to bring life and calmness (laughs) to you. Rather than death. And then you're going to sleep better, which is going to help your vitality on top of that. Mm -hmm. Now, short periods of adrenaline stress. Yeah. Like repelling off a cliff? 
Yeah, like we went on that glacier trip, right? Yeah. The helicopter ride was exciting, but it wasn't mm. over the top where, you know, like the engine wasn't failing and you had a big stress. It was nice and beautiful. And we're looking at the scenery. I got the front window. Yeah, you sat the front right seat, up in there. Yeah. Did you just call me a little rotter? Yeah. For getting a, a great of, blessing? It's, a, it's in term of endearment. When you say it. Of course. Uh-huh. And, you know, walking at first, when we walked on that narrow mm. glacier it cliff, it's, it's a, a ridge. Precipice or ridge. Precipice, yeah. And it was a little nerve wracking, but it wasn't that long. And we learned how to walk with the clampons and crampons, and clamp, <laughs> clampons, crampons, whatever they call them. I don't know. <laughs> the things on your feet that make you not fall down the glacier on, and get really hurt. Yeah, they dig into yeah. the ice. And then rappelling down, once I got over the edge, it was okay, but before I went over the edge, I was like stressing big time. Yeah, and I was laughing yeah. big time. <laughs> laughing at me. Yeah, you went first, so then I had to do it. Right, because I couldn't show them up, right? Have you ever found that sometimes, and this actually can increase your stress, when somebody else finds something really easy and really enjoyable because it's just the way they're made and it's mm. leisure for them and you're hanging out with them and you're thinking this leisure is not going to make my stress go down. It's going to take my stress levels through the roof. Yeah. And like, look at camping, wilderness camping. You mm. go out, you can hear the wolves howling. and Almost you know, run into the moose. Yeah. And people, you know, Ugh. you're worrying maybe about the bears coming and whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that could cause stress for somebody. Right. Other people just see the beauty in nature and the sleeping outside and the stars through the tent. You know, seeing those. And it's just a gorgeous time of relaxation. Right. So it's different strokes for different folks. folks. So tip one. Write down your list of what actually brings you leisure. Because when, when I don't know if you've ever been in a conversation, and I guess I'm going to wrap myself out because back to, well, not that long ago, in the past, if somebody said, what do you like to do, Yada? I'd said, I don't know. I, I work, don't know. Work. Work. I'm good at work. I'm good at serving. I'm good at work. So why don't I just... Work some more. Are you sure you don't need me to check something online for you? <laughs> and I didn't really have an answer. It was actually our business coach that said, write down, and this is over 20 years ago. However, 25, it was a long journey to get to even knowing what was leisure for me. Because I received the idea of what leisure was for me from those around me. So they liked it. I should like it. You also thought leisure was a waste of time. And <laughs> if I see, he's and really also, ratting me out. Yes. And also, if you were in a leisure mode, then you had too much thinking time. And sometimes your stinking thinking was getting the better of you. And now we've learned to work with the mind that you can enjoy some leisure hobbies, painting, walking. Even uh, Canva creations. Yeah, Canva. Even can puzzling. Because puzzling. puzzling is kind of a cool thing. Because not like all the day, all the time. Not puzzling like how to solve a problem. Oh, I puzzling like, that too. like putting pieces together that make right. a picture. Because that's kind of cool to figure out how to build something out of something. Connecting the dots was always something I like to do, still like there to do. Go. So creating a list of what you might call a rose, something that 
fills you up, that gives you life. And if you can't get little, big, and medium-sized things on your list, like a list of like a hundred, like it's a wow, hundred. I did. I had I did. to do I it till like five I got or it. Six personally. You've done your I'm list a of a hundred, <laughs> and I'm a maximalist. <laughs> and you have done your list of a hundred. I have, I have. But you know what else is interesting? If you spend too much time in leisure, mm. it can actually be the reverse because then you start worrying about finances because you're not working enough. Mm-hmm. You're you're worried about not getting things done. The grass isn't getting cut. The you know the whatever the to do spending list is too, too much long. time playing a video game mm. now affects you from doing the dishes or vacuuming and can create uh, spousal dis. Discontent. discontent. Yeah, that's discontent, the word disharmony, discord. We got all them words. <laughs> yeah. So wherever you are, whether you're at work, whether you're at play, whether you're at exercise, whatever you're doing, be fully there because that actually reduces stress almost better than anything else. Mm-hmm. Can I take recovery time before I need it? We've created for you access to over 503 episodes where we learn not only things about selling and buying real estate, although that's a lot of fun, right? Also things about making house home, how to get the most out of your money and sometimes not even have to work for it, but let it work for you and how to strengthen, heal and flourish in our relationships. Really, it's about making our life the best it can be both at the office and at home. Yet not only can you take recovery time before you need it, but you should. Okay, I can't believe. Okay, in this episode, we were going to (laughs) learn why recovery time was so awesome and how we could actually take it before we needed it, except now Ken's got me worked up. Why is that, Yetta? But, okay. Whenever you use the word but, pretty much always, you're saying to me, behold the untold truth. Exactly. And should take recovery time before. And should. Mm -hmm. Like, don't create should on me. I don't like when you should on me. And you don't. No shoody life for Yetta. No No. shoody life? No shoody life. Okay. So what we're going to say instead. All right. Let's look at history. Can I go to history? You still can't use them words because they're wrong. (laughs) Okay. We are going to have one of our typical debates because we can. The debate. So if you think we debate on air, can you imagine what it's like in our house? Can you imagine the debate that goes on about something as awesome even as recovery time? You know that saying, you'd like to be a fly on somebody's wall? Mm -hmm. That's a ridiculous saying because when there's a fly on my wall, I swat it. (laughs) Yeah, so you definitely don't (laughs) want to be a fly on our wall because you might get swat. Yeah. Right. (laughs) That's terrible. Okay, so let's get to this whole thing about recovery time. And why are you using words that actually create guilt and shame and frustration and well, in the past, you would not take recovery time. I'd say, it's time to take a vacation. We, need, we get to go on a vacation. We get to do this. And you go, right. no, I've got too much work to do. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. And then at some point when the time ran out, what happened? <laughs> okay, so we're going to laugh about this instead. Because <laughs> when we don't laugh about things that are really hard, <laughs> then we cry. 
So we'll laugh. So, well, I only did three times. Yeah. Yeah. So I had car accidents. Yeah. Like when I needed recovery time and I didn't take it. So it's not that I should take it. It's that I simply get to take it. No <laughs> shitting on me. I simply get to take it before I need it. So the short answer is, yes, you can take recovery time before you need it. And it would be best if you did. Yes, the long Notice answer how I is, can say, oh, that is a great way of saying yeah. it. Let me, yes, it's best when you do. Right. Because it's not best. only did, I, did we have to pay for a vacation, we had to pay for a new car. Right, times <laughs> three. three. Times. Yeah. But I, no. the good news is I got three new cars and three vacations. <laughs> I guess that was a way of leaning me into the fact that it was wise to take vacation or recovery or step out of the day-to-day before I was burnt out. Have you ever noticed that when you get burnt out, whether it's doing a particular task again, again, or burnt out in a particular job, or just burnt out in life? Yeah, it's, it's like listening to your body. It, right. It's kind of like we, we put the ceramic floor down in that house when we built it. And I said, oh, I want to do it. I'm going to buy the tool. I'm going to buy the saw. I'm going to do it. And we put it down. And then I worked at it and worked at it and worked at it. And it's not a thing that I do on a daily basis. So I think we put down like with some friends help, like 1500 square feet of ceramic, but I blew out both my elbows. I had tendonitis in both my elbows. I not really blew out, but tendonitis. And it took almost a year of physiotherapy to get my arms to work right again. So it would have been less expensive to get somebody else to install it, but then you couldn't have said you did it. That's true. So, but I'm just saying taking recovery time Maybe right. not pushing myself so hard. Right, because it's two different things. You're confusing things now. Because recovery whether, time... Whether it's emotional mm. recovery time or physical recovery time. Like when you're doing physical exercise and you want to build muscle, mm. one of the biggest things they say is you have to take recovery time. And the older you are, the more recovery time Does that mean your you're body getting requires. old and yes. you need more and more? Uh, yes. I, I work really great with a couple days of strong exercise and two or three days of recovery time in between. If you're young, you maybe work three hard days of exercise and one day of recovery. Right. And the mind is the same. It It's not really a muscle, but it's like a muscle. It needs recovery time. That's why you go to sleep at night. That's why you, um, you need some leisure in your life. And I say need because recovering from burnout takes so, so much more time, so much more time than it does taking the recovery time in advance. Like if you had to add up the number of days or years, we've unfortunately not been burnt out to the point that we've had to be hospitalized. And yet you may be like us and you know some people that have. They were in what you thought was optimal health, they were they were mm-hmm. spinning circles around the others in your industry or in your business, or you just thought, wow, look at them go. And then the next time you saw them or heard about them, they were lying in a hospital bed. And recovery wasn't three weeks or six weeks or nine months. Like for some of the folks we know, recovery was dec- like a decade, and then they never did really recover. Because if your burnout is that extreme, so really taking recovery in advance is, as Ken said a minute ago, is simply about listening to your body, listening to what it's telling you. 
and and also pre-planning. Mm. Like, don't wait till you're exhausted and say, oh, I need a vacation. Let's find somewhere. Like, book out your vacations a year in advance. You know you're going to need to take them. You know you get to take them, especially if you have a, a job. You might get two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. Plan those weeks out and take them. Don't just collect, work through and collect the extra money because it will catch up to you. And when we're younger, if you're anything like us, you think it's not going to catch Invincible. up to you. Invincible. Yeah, absolutely. And it still is going to catch up to you. You don't know the cost. And the problem is you may, may never know the cost. You just can't figure out why earlier than you would have anticipated, you just can't produce much mm. anymore. You don't have the staying power anymore. Yeah. And so if you're going to take recovery time, which we call vacation. Right. Um, one of the things we learned, because we used to work like crazy. You get two weeks worth of work done in the week before you go on vacation. <laughs> Absolutely. And you got two weeks of recovery of work when you come back. But that's a side story. But what we found was that the night we take off, whether we're flying that mm. night or flying the next day or flying the following day after that, vacation starts on the last day and the packing is vacation, the mm-hmm. trip is vacation. It's not when the plane lands in Florida or Aruba or wherever you're going. Or even if you're having a staycation. Yeah. It's as soon as you are disconnecting from your day-to-day business or life. So recovery mm-hmm. time is essential. Yep. I love what Earl Wilson said. What did he say? He said, a vacation is what you take when you can no longer take what you've been taking. <laughs> Is sleep cycle a real thing? We've created for you over over 503 Life's Inside Track episodes where we really get to not just learn about buying and selling real estate, although that is awesome. It's really about growing wealth and wisdom in all areas of our life, including strengthening, healing, and flourishing in our relationships and in our bodies. Can. Yeah. Hmm. Sleep cycles. Sleep cycles. Is it a real thing? Absolutely. And the beauty with sleep cycles is understanding them, understanding how they affect you, how to reprogram them. All of that can add to your vitality because when you sleep well, you have the other hours of your day. I think when you sleep well, you behave well. Ooh. Ah, we get into the behavior cycle. So we're going to learn a little bit today about how to figure out what your sleep cycle is and how to maybe reprogram it if it's not working for you. If you're not behaving well, how do you start behaving even better? Yeah, through that vitality of sleep. And you know, some people say sleep is overrated. Yeah. Um, well, some people need less sleep. Yeah. And and sometimes people who have a full lifestyle think that sleep wastes time. I was that person for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I think in almost every episode we do, it's kind of humbling. Um, can I say that word? Yes. It's kind of humbling that it seems that everything that ails humans as a whole, I've experienced in well, the past. I'm, I'm- 
I don't think that's true. It just seems to come up. Hey, Yetta, do you remember when you did this? Do you remember, Yetta, when you... It's just great that you can be the example (laughs) and I get let off scot-free. See, it works perfect for our relationship. Sometimes. Yeah. So so even in this, we're going to talk about (laughs) one of your struggles with sleep apnea. Right. And, you know, sleep apnea, some people think, oh, that's just a thing that overweight people have to deal with. And that does exempt, uh, what's the word? Amplify. Amplify, yeah. Mm-hmm. It does. Or exasperate. exasperate. Like it makes That's it the worse. That's the word I was looking for. You're looking for a different word? Yeah. So the great news is after 40 years of hanging out together, sometimes we actually know each other's word. Even if we don't agree with the word, we actually know what the other person's going to mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. And, and what it is, sleep apnea is basically you stop breathing. Right. And for you, it happened after you had your head injury through the cerebral malaria, and mm-hmm. it changed your sleep patterns, and you started to have sleep apnea. And what sleep apnea will do is it prevents you from getting into the four cycles. There's four cycles. and the, Of sleep. Of sleep, and the, a complete cycle um, we call it, I call it a REM cycle. Your REM section is where your ra- rapid eye movement. Did you see that? But, rapid eye movement. I saw that? that. That was pretty funny. If you're listening instead of watching, you'll want to go to our YouTube channel and you're going to want to watch the episode because they're actually even funnier than when you just hear us. Because although we've been told we are on radio when you record these. We know we're also on video when we record these. So every so often, Dan has to sort us out because we start doing something that somebody on the radio will totally miss. Mm-hmm. And if you totally miss getting the four cycles of sleep, you will actually wake up, generally speaking, exhausted. And maybe not the first day. I find I can fool with my sleep pattern one night. And I don't feel it so much the next day. But even if I'm right on track the next night, somehow it hits me the next day. But sleep. What is that? Like living sleep deprived over a period of time because of sleep apnea. It's like driving drunk. You shouldn't operate equipment. You you can't think properly. You're in a fog. I've been there. If you're suffering with any of those, then you may want to get a sleep uh, study done. They're not easy to get. But well, you go into the hospital basically for what six hours, and it's you, a little more than that. You, you arrive about nine or ten, yeah. and they wake you up at about five, okay. between five not and six. Up. If you're not already, and up. they they <clears throat> hook you up to all kinds of electrodes and things, and they yeah. monitor your brain and your breathing, and mm-hmm. and so they can tell you what's going on with your sleep. Right. So are we talking about the four cycle, the four aspects of a sleep cycle? Sure. And they're usually somewhere between ninety and 90 minutes. Yeah, 90 minutes or and maybe even 20 additional to that. So it depends on the person. You'll actually want to figure out yours by just paying attention to it. Like when I sleep seven and a half hours, I actually feel more rested as a whole than I do if I sleep eight or if I sleep seven. You're going, well, but one's more, one's less. How can you feel more rested when you slept less, well, it's because I'm completing a cycle. Mine seemed to be about 90 minutes. And so if I interrupt that pattern, I will wake up groggy. Groggy. Because, because you're waking up, especially if you're waking up to an alarm, mm. you're not naturally waking up at the end of a cycle. And people go, well, I only remember the dreams when I wake up. Yeah, that's because 
Your REM cycle is the last of the four cycles. Your rapid eye movement is where you dream the most. Mm -hmm. And also you're, you're more easily woken up. In the first phase, you're very easy to wake up. That's kind of when you catch someone, they're dozing off. They're and they just, go, no, you know, I'm not asleep. Their, their head's dropping <laughs> or whatever. And they actually have some, they can repeat maybe what someone was saying to them because their brain's still semi-awake. You're the, masterful at that. The body is semi-awake. Like, <laughs> Aren't you, honey? It hasn't fully can relaxed. Can we stop yeah. and rat you out now? No, absolutely. Can you just share that story? I can answer story? when I'm sleeping, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can. And you're, When you wake you me up, brilliant. I usually remember what you've said. Right. And... Did that in high school in math class oh. too. I answered the questions. <laughs> and the boy was sleeping. Or in this case, now it's dozing, the man dozing. was sleeping. My head was bobbing. <laughs> That's sleeping. Because I work till two o'clock in the morning. I know. And then go to school. So there's reasons why. And so that you can manage your sleep cycles very easily. One of the ways is go to bed at the regular time, all the time, the same time. Right. Choose your time. And choose when you wake up. Get used to your cycle. Mm -hmm. What do we call that? Your sleep cycle. Yeah, but it's your Arcadian rhythm. Uh Uh-huh. And that circadian. Yeah, that's the word, not arcadian. <laughs> circadian. I love it. Oh, I practiced this before the show too. Because <laughs> oh. we've recorded some other videos for a pro, for a course that we teach, the 31 Life Step Journey. And we must have said it in four different ways. And so when we'd finished that module, which is still out there, and many of our participants have loved it, even though we sounded not all that intelligent when we were talking about the circadian rhythm. Because I said zirconium, which is a rock or something. (laughs) (laughs) And so now we decided we would practice. And so Ken put a lot of effort, (laughs) but maybe you didn't have enough sleep. (laughs) We even practiced right before we recorded. So we digress. So keep your cycles the same, even on the weekend. You know, here I'm about to rat you out because there was a weekend a couple weeks ago where we had some company. We stayed outside. We set off fireworks. We talked into the middle of the night. And around 2.30 in the morning, we went to sleep. I know. Well, even though we slept in till, I don't know, 8 o'clock or something, which still is only five and a half hours or whatever, um, you were thrown off for the next couple of days. It took a while to get your sleep cycle back settled, your your bedtime, your wake up time, your energy. My you, mood? You were, Did you want to say my mood? No, I'm not going there. <laughs> we don't go there. <laughs> we don't, eh? No, we don't go there. We don't we do never, never, never talk about a woman's mood. That's just no. No. Okay. Um so you know, there's this this uh, anonymous wrote this quote and Anonymous is a prolific writer because there's so many quotes that are signed by Anonymous. Nothing cures insomnia like the realization that it's time to get up. So we're grateful to be your partners on the journey and your advocates for building wealth and wisdom. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.